Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. I'm my... Uh... I uh, heard about metta practice. I was, uh, <laughs> it's funny what came to mind. The first time I, pra- I heard about metta practice, I was actually trying to escape from someone. <laughs> I, uh, I had been traveling for several months in, the, in the Asia with a friend. And, you know, 24 hour a day, many, many days, and I felt, it felt like I uh, needed a little bit of a break. So I would say to my friend, oh, why don't you go to the next place where we're going, and maybe in a couple of days I'll meet you there, and then you'll show me the place. And he was like, no, I came to Asia with you, I'm staying with you. <laughs> we're in this together. <laughs> and it had been months. And at some point uh, we were in Thailand, and we met a traveler with a backpack, and she told us, oh, there's a monastery there, you can go and You'll do a nine-day retreat like this one here, and uh, it's free, and they'll teach you meditation, and the food is really good, and uh, you will be in silence. And then in my mind, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) So I said to my friend, uh, I said to my friend, hey, you know, that would be a fun adventure to do, you know, as we're traveling in Asia, it would be like kind of a cultural thing to do, you know, and, and, uh, and he, w- he was like, yeah, free food, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, well, that's great, because he's going to be with me, and I'm going to be alone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so everybody gets what they need, you know. So, so we had a week or nine days of a retreat like this, and we were both very touched by the practice, and it, For both of us, it became something uh, important in our lives. And uh, but there was a uh, there was a monk there uh, was known as the Metta monk, and he was uh, teaching the the Metta, and he was he was very happy and very bubbly and kind of uh, light, you know. And, and he, he was saying, "Do Metta, you, the the snakes will love you, and and the scorpions will love you, and." And the chicken will love you, and people will love you. <laughs> and he was very, very happy. And he was very touching because, um, you know, he had, they, he had very little. He had maybe two robes and a bowl and a little um, kuti in, in where he was sleeping with almost nothing. But there was so much uh, joy radiating from this being that it was very in- inspiring. And so that was like kind of the first meta person I met. <laughs> and, uh, and after I had the chance to practice with two um, also Burmese uh, masters, two uh, very revered teacher who were known to have practiced a lot of metta. And in both cases, it was very interesting. I, I spent a few months with them. And uh, one, every time I was going to do the interview, I can't remember if it was on a daily basis or more or less, but any state of mind, you know the states of mind on retreat can, can you know, there's a wide range, let's put it this way. <laughs> 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 
but when I would get to his, um, when I would get inside the room, enter the room, I would start kind of glowing, you know, like just like it felt like I was, it was radiating something, or just to be in the, in his presence was was uh, was making my mind very um, kind of transparent or very clear, or I don't know exactly how to say. And I know that somebody talked to him about this and he, he, he said that it was not personal, it was just because he had done a lot of metta, so there was a natural kind of furnace of uh, something radiating. And we know people like this in our lives that we meet and that there's so much goodness inside of them that there's a feeling of uh, safety or protection around them. And it's beautiful to know that it's something that one can actually develop and uh, offer the world, you know, offer oneself and offer the world. There was another one um, a teacher, and I remember for him, the way it was is, um, first, when, when it was coming time for my interview, I was getting almost like um, nervous as if I was going to see the beloved, you know, like, and, and his teaching was very, very rigid, very, very precise and not easy to do. But he had done a lot of metta and there was something of the same nature with him, it felt for me anyway. And sometimes I, you know, I, I was not very successful at doing what I was supposed to do. <laughs> but just the thought of uh, going to see him was making my heart. Uh, so uh, this man was maybe 70 years old. So um, anyway, I was going to see him and... So when I would come to do the to the interview, I would uh, start like we we do classically, do the three bows on the floor before do, doing my report. So I would uh, do my bows, and as I was doing my bows, I would often kind of completely like I would lift my head at the last time and look at him and couldn't remember almost even who I was. You know, I was just like. <laughs> The last bar, I would look at him like this, and he was standing up behind the chair, always with his hand on the chair, and he would look, just look at me, wait for the report, you know, and I was like... <laughs> and then he would just go like this, and maybe a sound like, huh? like, <laughs> give you a report, and I was like... <laughs> like, what was... And then suddenly, whoops, my life would come back, you know, <laughs> and then I would start my report, but, uh, but there was just like, uh, just a kind of, um, I don't know, it felt like love or, or something, something very, uh, very beautiful, very wholesome, and uh, yeah, so, this little um, story maybe to inspire a bit uh, what can be, uh, what can be done. So, how to proceed from here? Maybe another little story. Yeah. This is one I like a lot. Um, oh yes, yeah, so I told you, no, on the first evening about the metta practice with the, the children. I told you this here, yeah. So there's a, uh, I was telling this, what we do here at the, fa we did here at the family retreat with the Metta to um, an, another a student. Uh, 
who doesn't don't come here, and uh, and he decided to uh, try with his daughter. So he would do this uh, with his daughter, and and at some point we were having a phone conversation. We hadn't talked in many months, and he said um, he said, "Oh, Pascal, I have to tell you this. Uh, what happened?" And he said, uh, "At Christmas, uh, um, on the Christmas Eve." Uh, there's a, the neighbor who's going through a divorce and it's a difficult um, time for him uh, came to knock at our door uh, uh, dressed as a Santa Claus and, uh, and he happened to be a little drunk <laughs> and, uh, and he came in and it, it was you know it was not just like the perfect Santa Claus visit you know <laughs> it was a little <laughs> It was a little messy or something. I don't know exactly what happened, but he was just saying like, so, you know. Anyway, and he said, after for, for many, many days when we were doing meta at night with my daughter, his daughter, and I can't remember wh- wh- how, old, how old she was, but he said uh, she, uh, every night she wants to change. She has a lot of imagination and she comes up with always new categories or new beings, you know. But every, every, um, every night, Santa Claus is always there. It's the, the only one that remains every evening. And, he was, and we were having this conversation saying like, so why would that be, you know? And there was two things that we both had in mind is that um, metta is, uh, is uh, taught as a, as a protection practice, protection against fear and... Uh, so that's one of the primary uh, um, primary thing, or the first time is, let's put it this way, the first time that the Buddha taught it, the way we know in the documentation, was uh, offered as a, a protection practice for monks and nuns who were scared in the forest practicing. And he said, do, do this practice, it will protect your, your mind and your environment. So we're thinking maybe uh, the little girl had, had this intuition that uh, that this was a way to protect uh, herself or something like this. Or the other version was that there was a recognition that this being really needed, you know, some good uh, TLC, mm-hmm. you know, um, tender loving care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so this just speaks to the, you know, the breath or depth, the breath that we can give to this um, meta, um, this well-wishing that we can uh, slowly include all beings in this uh, in this practice and find our way to do it. You know, uh, that we can actually ex- it can extend. It's known to. Uh, have the possibility to be limitless. Uh, it's what we. Uh, it's called uh, the uh, immeasurable. One of the immeasurables. So it can be very, very far-reaching and also uh, deep and have duration. That's something we can. Uh, we can do with this cultivating this uh, <coughs> this quality of mind. So maybe we'll try this a little bit. So you have your um, your dharma seat with this uh, mixture of um, 
openness, dignity, and, and um, relaxation, ease. Maybe I'd like you first, if you want, to just um, feel the connection with the ground very directly, one point. There are a few points. Sometimes we want to be connected with the world or with others. and We try to do this through um, ideas. But one way to start is just to connect with uh, the points of contact with the elements, the earth. Letting ourselves be in touch and touching the ground and becoming aware of uh, being touched and touching the air also with our face and hands. We're extremely close to, uh, to the world. We're actually not separated at all. In fact, the air that we breathe in right now has gone through somebody else's lung a few seconds ago. Now take a moment to feel uh, the vitality that is in you, the life force, however it's showing up right now through um, you know, some kind of aliveness in you. Is it uh, vibration or pulsation or pressure or energy, even tiredness? an expression of vitality. And this vitality, feel how much you want to uh, protect this. How much you want uh, this vitality to be at ease. be safe. How much you want this uh, consciousness that is there now knowing the world, this knowing, how much you want it to be uh, also at ease. peace, safe.
If you want, think of uh, someone that is dear to you. A person or an animal. Think of their vitality and their life force that is in them. Their aliveness. And how much you want to, uh, you want this to be protected and safe. How much you cherish this life. You can even. Uh, in your mind, uh, say the name of this being. You might just uh, feel them or even see them as if they were sitting on the floor right in front of you or on a chair. or standing beside you. And see someone else that you, uh, you like appear. Say their name as you feel them in a way. Feel how much you want also, you want them to be uh, happy and thriving, have joy and peace and ease. Be safe from harm, inner or outer harm. you'll see a few more people appear as if there was some kind of a gathering starting to happen as you see the people of your life uh, appear or as you think of them you don't have to see them just name them They're around you. More are coming. Feel how much you want them to be safe. Have ease of mind, ease of body. Be relaxed.
might even see uh, people that you know a little bit less, that are not in your usual circle of uh, deep caring, you could say. People from work or neighbors or acquaintances. Them appear spontaneously and might say their name if you know them. yourself have a little encounter a few seconds with each one of them recognizing that they're alive and in a way fragile like you and strong also. You might even see a few people with whom it's not so easy to be these days. But in this space you might feel that you also wish for them safety. and a heart's release. Then you'll see uh, groups of people appearing, maybe children, teens, all with their own struggles and joys, fears. Elderlies, even groups of people of different cultures. point there begin to be so many people that it would be good to actually do a kind of uh, zoom out where you would maybe distance yourself from the ground and get a view birds eye view the world, basically. Why not? Zoom out so much that you would be in the sky, looking at the earth, and all its beings, the ones that you know and care for, ones that you live with, 
the ones that you share the planet with. Now you see this whole blue-green planet system of life. Maybe you feel that you care for the well-being of this system, planet. Wish for the safety, the ease, freedom, protection. It's as if your heart maybe can feel uh, here, be touched by the 10,000 sorrows in there. Feel also the 10,000 joys of connection and laughter and success and sharing. So you hold the vastness of your heart, mind, all this life. And then you zoom back in a bit, closer to this part of the world, in this area, and this compound, inside this uh, building, in this hall, and suddenly you come uh, face to face with this being that you know so well. You spend all your time with yourself. You just find yourself in front of that being Take a moment to really consider, be with, recognize this being. You know all the struggles, dreams, and wants, desires, and fears. Of this being, and 
with your care and attention, you even come inside to feel what it feels to be this being. to accompany and attend to this life. Only one like this in the whole story of the universe. your chance to spend a few minutes here, silence if you want, with this being. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.